This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of the Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Morris, Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and my mortgage team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Do you have a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. That's questions at talkmusiccity.com. Money. Carrie Ann, so good to see you today. And I'm, I mean, we got a really important topic, and we got Mr. Jason Hoover in the we house do. who's going to help us share Jason. it. Good to see you, Jason. Same here. Good to see you guys. Hey, thanks for last week and sharing the importance of a business plan, man. Yeah. So important. I'm so looking forward to uh, hearing the whole, whole part of it, you know. Um, this is a, a real passion of mine because you know it was it opened my my eyes up so much when somebody told me about having a business plan I'd never mm-hmm. had one before and I just kind of struggled in the dark you know to get clarity was uh, is a beautiful thing and that's one way we can do that and help create our reality. So before we get uh, in today's uh, topic, which is getting back to basics, I mean I th- we're gonna uh, as I shared earlier, I, I really like to spend a little more time helping our agents get back to some of the basics that we've forgotten, you know, mm-hmm. because that, that market was coming at us, you know, over the last couple of years and we're changing, we're pivoting is your favorite mm-hmm. tune. We're pivoting where we're going to be going after them more so, but in a methodical uh, process, some long-term like farming, like we're going to talk today and some shorter, of course, by marketing and so forth. But it's a little bit of a change of a posture, I think, you know, coming up here for those who, who want to, better get get their arms around the change that's taking place but before we do that i'd like you guys to look at the sheet that i gave you because um nar national association of realtors has created a a a website that i want to make sure everybody knows about and that's called competition.realtor okay competition.realtor um and they're there this is kind of a knee-jerk i think reaction of some of the challenges that nar has been going through you know there's these class action lawsuits and there's some challenges possibly coming up towards the realtor and one of those challenges one of those uh, efforts being made out there is to try to do away with uh, mls and so i I love what they've created here that this again it's available at competition.realtor but it says what uh, there's a there's two columns here that we're looking at folks one of them is says what what local broker marketplaces do for you and they're they're referring to mls being local Broker marketplaces is what they're saying the MLS gotcha. stands for. Okay. Um, and versus a world without local broker marketplaces. And uh, real quickly, um, Jason, would you read a couple of them so I, so I, the folks know what we're talking about? Yeah, like the, uh, the verified, trusted, detailed, and accurate property information as opposed to unverified, inaccurate, and unreliable information. You know, the thing that comes to mind here, and no offense to anybody in the commercial real estate world, but... The commercial industry doesn't have a really, truly a common database. I mean, they've got LoopNet and a couple other ones, you know, but uh, they don't they don't have the luxury of dialing up MLS, you know, and, and right. seeing everything available. Just as an example, this office and our Berry Hill office, both of those, we reached out to a local commercial broker, different one each time, and said, hey, this is what we're looking for. 
and you know they made a few phone calls because that world it seems like they trying to keep things to their chest and not really i mean again they don't have a common database and but anyway both locations were found by me driving up and down the streets i mean connie and i actually the berry hill office we spent i mean months just driving and neither one this office or that one were in the mls mm. i mean in in uh, LoopNet or anything else and that's what we'd be looking at without an MLS. I mean, mm-hmm. what? A, what? A, I mean, if you haven't, as a residential agent, if you haven't looked in the commercial world, you, you're not sure what I'm talking about, maybe. But you ought to try it sometime. It's a whole different world. Well, go, I think, go ahead. Well, I didn't mean to step on your toes there. Um, the uh, that very last one, reading through these, that's that's really powerful. You know, it says uh, level playing field between large and small brokerages. Yeah, that's a big deal. As opposed to markets become broker controlled yeah so i mean that that's a huge win for uh, sellers oh it's a huge win for the consumer absolutely you know there's here locally there's last i counted and i think there's more than that now um there's 1152 offices here in middle tennessee real estate office 1152 that's a lot so you can imagine how many of those 1152 have one or two people yeah those one or two people wouldn't have a chance of doing business if it was broker controlled right. because the big ones that mm-hmm. have all the inventory and they wouldn't have you know any any uh, any information well, to share and you know just looking at possibilities is that you know your house would not be seen to no. the majority of no. the public no. and um you know going down that rat hole i mean the brokerages could market to their own clients yeah, I mean, again, the market two years ago, we'd be maybe having a different conversation or, or saying that there's not even a time to put it on MLS, yeah, right, yeah, to yeah, have yeah. them even worry about it. But now you want as many eyeballs looking at right. it. I mean, that's the only way to keep a good, strong, you know, market in the competition, et cetera, and mm-hmm. allow it, for negotiations. Their list starts here with largest database of available homes versus no centralized um, of available homes. So anyway, folks, be sure and look up competition.realtor. And, uh, and check out the details that uh, NAR has provided for you. This is just one little page. There's you know a whole site there that I, I would encourage everybody to go to. Our, we're on a broker owner meeting with uh, the Realty One Group uh, International uh, last week, and they pointed out this data site and encouraged us to let people know about it. And, um, and, and the reason why you need to know about this is so if you ever find ourselves in a situation where we're voting to have MLS or not to or whatever, because I think when it all shakes out, we may you know, make you know evolve into something like that. Be sure you understand why we want a local MLS. Okay, it's for the consumer first because that's what we're all here for, and then for our professional abilities uh, second for sure. Love it. So anyway. you're talking about back to the basics. Back I love the basics. that. Not to age us, but um, we're doing all the things today that we did way, way back in the day. Isn't it kind of funny? Um, and so those folks that got in the business, you know, 10 years or less, I mean, interest rates were going down for many, many, yeah. you know, um, many years. And not to say that because rates are up, we're doing different things, but because rates are up and, you know, people's comfort levels have changed, we're doing all the things, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that our, our brand is, is shining bright. We're making sure that we're creating more comfort with all the tools from way way back in the day from a, a mortgage standpoint.
standpoint, you know, um, and then how do you make connections? We talked in the previous call about, you know, if the percentage of conversion is less, you have to talk to more people, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's not because you're bad at what you do. It's just because the amount of people that are looking to do something is just less, right? Or their comfort level is, is not the there. Yeah, I love our data man over here. <laughs> it's, all our, uh, it's all about the numbers. And so love to hear. Tape at home. <laughs> I love uh, to talk about, you know, well, this, one of the basic things that we, we should all be doing still. Yeah, you know, one, the, one of these, I mean, I know you do this in a different way. You have probably real estate offices that you farm. Yeah. As a mortgage I mean, professional. There's sure. some that you, you know. Um, well, that, that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about as a real estate professional, stepping back and looking at, okay, and it might be proximity to your where you live, or it might be a price point, or it might just be a favorite neighborhood. Uh, but the topic of farming, you know, a lot of people don't really get into the farming because why, Jason? Probably because it doesn't, it, it's a long-term play. It's a it, long play. It's a long-term play. I mean, you don't see the fruits of your labor immediately. And um, let's just face it, it's, it's, it takes a lot of hustle. Well, it, a takes, lot. it takes a commitment, a serious commitment. But what I want to share today on this topic, I think if you look at the numbers, I think it makes, if you look at the data, Mr. Data Man, <laughs> yep. I think it makes a, a lot of sense. So, we're gonna we're gonna start with uh, it's a five things to know before choosing a geographic farm. And I want to give credit to Jimmy Burgess uh, on Inman, and we talked about Inman last week about the importance of of checking that out. But here, one of his recent uh, podcasts, I guess you call it, videos um, that he talked about was this, and it starts with evaluate evaluate total sales volume for an area or neighborhood. If you're gonna farm a neighborhood, as uh, in other words, make sure there's enough turnover in that mm -hmm. neighborhood that it makes sense for you to spend the money and involvement in that. Mm -hmm. Now, have you and Mindy, I don't want to put you on the spot, Jason, but have you and Mindy done, done much in the way of farming? So we did in the past mm -hmm. and, um, you know, where we live now, you, you need a certain amount of certain uh, size. Uh, yeah. yeah. And our neighborhood is so small. Mm -hmm. it, that doesn't mean I can't go out and do it right. somewhere yeah. else, mm -hmm. yeah. but, uh, we have found that focusing on, you know, we have our three main uh, lead generation. Sure. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's just, that's not one of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's definitely a fantastic one, especially if it's your neighborhood and you mm -hmm. live right there. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's always an insult when you see another sign go up in your neighborhood. You know? Right. But, you know, I'll never forget, Jason, and this is probably a good uh, good point to, to make this. I think even though I, I knew it, I think I learned from you about the idea of having three legs under your business, okay? Yeah, three, yeah. It takes three legs to make a solid stool. Mm -hmm. Try to put it on one or two legs, and at the same time, you know, we don't want, because there's so many different directions and avenues that a real estate, a new person can, can run down, you, you end up going nowhere because you right. try to go everywhere. You're not being effective you know, at you're not, all. Not being effective at all. So those three are, first of, you know, we're building a circle of influence, of course, and then the second one, um, per, um, internet type business and the third one as an example would be events like open houses and so forth well one of those legs could be again i want to encourage that mindset though that it's the long play in other words if i were going to be uh, starting a farm someplace i would also i wouldn't put all my carrots in that basket i would make sure that that's okay that's my long play mm -hmm. just like putting a uh, billboard on on a, a highway that's not 
that's not for immediate business unless no. you've got a hell of a call to action. You know, that's not, that's called institutional advertising. It's great branding and name mm-hmm. awareness. It's and what I tell the agents is, you know, it's not a piece. I mean, it's not the whole piece. It's a a, a piece of the whole part. Is that uh, a, the billboard itself is not going to get you business, but the right. billboard in addition to your and other and marketing, some, and right. a couple of other things. One of them that gets more in, into your own home. Well, yeah, it starts with number one is evaluate the total sales volume in the area to make sure that you've, you've chosen an area. And it doesn't have to be a neighborhood. It can be a, a zip code or, or whatever. But, um, you know, typically what we find is that a good neighborhood has about an 8 to 10% turnover rate. Mm-hmm. Okay, about 8 to 10%. So let's, you know, one, one thing I did today before we got here is I, I uh, printed out as an example for people to, to follow along with, I printed out the neighborhood that most uh, local agents have heard about, and that's Fieldstone Farms. Mm. Are you familiar with Fieldstone oh, yeah. Farms? Are you mm-hmm. familiar mm-hmm. down uh, Hillsborough Road? Well, the, the reason why Fields, uh, Fieldstone Farms, I call it a, a bread and butter neighborhood, because first of all, there's a thousand homes in there, I think, something like that. But they're, but they're also, in just doing a quick uh, analysis, they fall in that category of 10% turnover. So if you look at what's happened the last uh, 10, uh, 12 months, currently there's 10 on the market, there's uh, 103 have sold in the last 12 months. Okay, so a thousand, so they're right at that 10 percent number. Yeah. So, so in determining, you know, when people think about, well, okay, what does that, what does that look like in, in farming an area and making that kind of commitment? Uh, it's, I mean, this particular example, he says you need to look at spending at least two dollars a month per person. Well, and it, you choose a neighborhood like. Fieldstone Farms, and that that can for a lot of folks that's pretty expensive. Right. That's a couple thousand bucks. Yeah, that's twenty four uh, grand a year. Yeah, that's twenty four grand a year. But he 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 backs it up with let's let's do the math, okay? So the average sale price in here, according to this CMA here, is over seven hundred thousand. But you know, part of the trickiness I think in working numbers right now, and you, you but you're, I, I def- you know defer to the the numbers guy here, but. I don't know if the last 12 months are accurate numbers, so I, I'm yeah. going to be more on the conservative side, okay? Yeah, you need to. So let's say the average sale price is $600,000 in a neighborhood like this, okay? Let's say, even though this example talks about a 3% commission, let's say that the average commission is 2.5, and probably to be safer, I think you probably should use a number of 2%, but let's use two, 2.5. 2.5 on a 100 homes selling at 600000 that's one point five million dollars, okay, on a total side mm-hmm. of the of the listing side. But if you've done a good job, those those that you've won, you're going to get the purchase of a lot of those mm-hmm. as well. So that number is probably more like you know at least a couple of million, if not uh, uh, at least a couple of million. Yeah. Okay. So if we if we look at the the investment here, and uh, and going on with that same top two dollars per household times a thousand homes equals two thousand dollars a month or twenty four thousand dollars a year. If we captured just 10%, and, and I think that, and again, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because there's some other key elements here, but I, while we're talking about numbers, I wanted to talk about that. That's a potential. Just 10% of that market is, is $150,000. That's hundred. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's just on return. the listing side. Mm-hmm. So can I, can I afford to spend? And this is what we have to t- talk about when we're talking about our business plan mm-hmm. is, okay, if I do do this and I walk it out like I'm supposed to and I hang in there and I look at the long play and I do the things, I do the events, I do the postcards, I do the things that are going to get me down the road 10% of the market, 
is is a twenty four thousand dollar investment worth a hundred and fifty thousand dollar return? I probably so. Yeah, if you're going to okay. do all the things. That's the key part. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's you got to do part. all the things. I think what what causes agents to be hesitant on that is because it's it's not guaranteed, mm-hmm. and that's that's when we you know going back to the very first thing that I I teach new agents in our foundations class is the very first thing we talk about is shifting the mindset from a W two to a ten ninety nine. You've got to be risky, gritty, yeah. right? Do all the things. You know, we have to change. Um, our our mindset on that. And I also think confidence goes, you know, what you were talking about, wake every morning up with confidence. You know, there's competitors coming yeah. at you left and right and you drive into your neighborhood and you see a different sign. And yeah. so it's like, oh, woe is me. I can't be the person that shines bright in this neighborhood. Yes, you can. It's just up That's, to you, it's right? It's yeah. up to you. And that is, you know, number two here, by the way, uh, Carrie Ann, you must have read my notes here. Uh, is there a dominant agent in this market? Oh, yeah. You I know? didn't see that one. Because yeah. if there is, if you're going to a market where somebody kind of owns it, they live there, you know, they're, you know, they, they you know, maybe were a school teacher and taught the kids, you know, I mean, or something, you know, there's some different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it's probably a good idea to maybe consider, uh, I'm, I'm not saying you can't do it, but I am saying that you're, it's going to be a little harder to get some traction. Well, yeah, because they've already done all the things yeah. to get them to where right. they are, right? So yeah. you're climbing up a little steeper of, of a hill. But again, you know, they may be, don't do your research, you know, do do all your research because I've met people that, yes, they're the number one, but they're about to get out of the business. Mm-hmm. Or this market, they're like, you know what, I'm just not going to work any harder, yeah. so I'm going to hand the baton over. Who wants it, right, mm-hmm. type of thing. There's mm-hmm. a lot of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, in a down market, this is the time to grow market share, right, and to, to really go out there and get more business. So it, the name of the game here is brand recognition, mm-hmm. all right? That's what you're doing here is you're trying to uh, build your brand, your name. Um, you know, you're not building Realty One Group. You're building Monty right, Moore. You're right. building, you know, Carrie Ann. Mm-hmm. So when people think real estate, they think of you. Mm-hmm. Well, and the scientifically back it up, there's a saying that neurons that fire together wire together. Mm-hmm. And when they fire together, that's when they see your name. So it's firing. So you want it, your, those neurons to fire as many times as possible so that they wire together. And that's what, call, that's what creates that memory mm-hmm. and recognition. They can pull it back up. Love so that. you need your signs in the yard. You need those open houses. You need the postcards. You need the events. I mean, mm-hmm. every single thing you can to get people's mm-hmm. neurons firing. Yeah. I mean, got milk. Two words, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it sold more milk, and people, and they, they found if you hear the research on it, yeah. they ended up like uh, everybody took the saying, you know, right. you know, got mm-hmm. this, got that type of thing. What, what? It doesn't have to be complicated, is no. what we're, what we're yeah, saying, right? Absolutely. It has to be consistent, yes. and you have to do it and say it every single mm-hmm. day if you want anything in life, right? I mean, that's just the outcome. And like you said, you know, you don't have to. My neighborhood, I'm not going to farm because it's not the right one for me, mm-hmm. but it's not going to stop me from going down the street and farming another neighborhood. Right. Who's stopping you, right? There's You yeah, can do whatever you want to do. Um, and But I will tell you that being a recipient of the farming mail, um, I get something from Florida, which is really catchy. And yeah, what you need, too. yeah, but, and I think it's really catchy. Mm-hmm. I get something local, you didn't turn my head. So take a moment and research what's mm-hmm. going to turn mm-hmm. the audience's head. If yeah. you're just going to be the same old, same old, it just becomes another art piece. That's mm-hmm. the postcard you sent me in the mail, right? Mm-hmm. Be different. They talk mm-hmm. about bulky mail. I mm-hmm. open that pen companies. 
pen up every month. I get a pen every month. That's so nice of you. I don't know if I'm paying for it or what's happening. <laughs> has my name on it. It's great. But you know, I open it. It's bulky. Yeah. It makes noise, right? Mm-hmm. It's a different mm-hmm. color. That I open, right? Mm-hmm. And so think about being different if you are going to farm. Right. If you're going to spend the $2, spend it on something that makes you've, me And you've got to do multiple interest. things. Ignite my wires or whatever you just Ignite said. Ignite my there. wires. <laughs> well, and that's, and, that's, and that's how those wires get you know fused together is there's not just multiple touches, but different touches. Okay, right, exactly. You know, it, it could be the signage. It could be the open house. That's you know a big fanfare. It could be uh, an event for you know uh, kids. You know that sure, they're yeah. you know there's a hayride or something. Or it could be that they're they're you know, we're parking a uh, dumpster for you know tra- not trash day, but you know um, junk you know, day. Get, or get, clean yeah. out your garage day or, or whatever. Right. But can, back those things up. But here, but I think the hardest part of this whole thing, Jason. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. The hardest thing I think in this whole perspective of a farm, a geographic farm, is paying the price to be there long term. Right. I think that I think people give up hope. You know, I think they there's few things that I think that are definitely absolutely worth it that are not more difficult to pursue because uh, you you've got to be okay with the fact that it six months and you haven't done anything mm-hmm. you haven't seen any results in that and i think that's the hardest part so i think anybody thinking about farming one thing for sure you got to do first of all you got to have your own commitment but then you've got to get your spouse's or your family's commitment as well because that's going to be a serious outgo that you're going to have to weigh out ahead of time and have realistic expectations but know this those who will pay the price to develop a farm it's like printing money in the future mm-hmm. if they just stay then. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you put all your inertia in getting that momentum, then it just takes your hand on it regularly to keep that momentum. Yeah, you I mean, know? you can modernize your farm concepts too. I mean, you could take it from the, the physical community to an online basis as well so you're touching her from that standpoint and also you know in person with you know little happies mm-hmm. and things like that i mean there's different things you can do but if you're talking about trying to stay top of mind you yeah. know for when they want to sell or purchase you need to be there right. you know because that is there are people that we call because they've been our dentist for so long and that's who we go to mm-hmm. whether we've been the dentist in the last year or eight years we're still going back to the probably the same dentist type of thing from real estate if the percentages say the majority don't call back the real estate agent that you know they've worked with in the past well then you need to be in their face right, right? Yeah, and you, you need do. to be using the terms so long term yeah that the consistency you don't need to be in the friend zone right because when you become just in the friend zone like it's just another art piece you know i'm just seeing mm-hmm. like you know what are you doing to trigger my mind right Mm -hmm. what are you doing to create curiosity to make me pause and think about maybe selling my house you know um i'm not saying anything about the just listed or just sold and all that and that's that's do you for you but i think we all can take it up a notch you know you can do something different that would really uh turn ahead and i'll tell you this is uh with this downturn in the market you're going to have agents pulling money out so right now is uh, the mm. optimal time to for you to diffuse. dive in. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's time it, you can take market share because you got less people in there playing. Mm-hmm. I've been in a few meetings, which you can see who's hungry right now. Mm. They've d- allotted the dollars to go in a forward motion mm-hmm. um, t- to plan that in six 
nine, whatever many months, there'll be a different world, maybe, you yeah. know. And so this is your time to, to step in. Um, these markets really create careers, I think. They do. It launched mm-hmm. mine, and I'm very grateful for a previous market because uh, someone told me that was smarter than me, that was at the table I was at, to go do all the things. You know, don't hesitate push forward. Um, and that really made a difference in, in my business. So. Yeah, and I think if you hear anything today from this uh, topic, hear this, that there is going to be, there is in, in during shifts, there's opportunity. And that in that opportunity is going to be for those who are standing firm and committed to their, you know, to, to the accomplishment of that, because uh, there's going to, there's a lot of folks that are, are really worried right now. Mm-hmm. You know, there really are. And, and I think we just, again, I go back to the pivoting, just yeah. understand that there's a huge opportunity around the corner here for those who decide to stick with this and make this happen. Yeah, I mean, I met a builder the other day who lives down the street here who drives an hour and a half every day. And That's a long way. Yeah, but that was, he knows, he's done all his calculations. He knows that he's in a market that is going to yeah. produce something grand for his family here, right? So what I'm saying is, and I drive a lot right now, if the market is not what you want it to be in your own little footstep or area you Mm -hmm. go where you can create excitement you can turn heads and you can provide you know opportunities there there's lots and lots of opportunities just have to keep your eyes open and your ears open Mm -hmm. and go out and search for it for sure well thanks guys Uh, i do want to uh, challenge um, those out there watching this if there's a topic that you want us to cover let's talk about it you know you're you know we're we between the three of us we've covered i think about everything that we can imagine but let us know what you're most curious about. I think getting back to the basics personally, I think, mm-hmm. is one of those things that we can't um, can't look over. I think that's probably part of the most important part. It starts with having that mental toughness, that self confidence, you know, that oh, that awareness, that that you know, coming from the right place, um, because uh, you just have to know that that you, you just you can't be moved by that fact that this is what you want to do. There's going to be there's going to be thousands of homes sold regardless of what the market's doing. We like we said earlier, mm-hmm. and are you going to be there to help make that happen? Yes, yeah, that's entirely up to you. But yes, you anyway. are. There you so are. So good to see you guys. Hey, Same thanks here. again for everybody for joining us. Can't wait to have you back next week. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate.